Hello, everybody, and welcome to the TeacherCast Educational Network. My name is Jeff Bradbury. Thank you so much for joining us today and making TeacherCast your home for professional development. This is Ask the Tech Coach podcast, episode number 56. Today, we are talking to our friends, Kim and Clint from Enduro Learning. If you haven't checked out the great stuff over at Enduro Learning, that's E-D-U-R-O-Learning.com, I highly encourage you. And this is just going to be the first podcast, not even in a series of shows we're going to be doing with Adora Learning, but what we're trying to do over the summertime is to have many uh, tech coach podcasters, tech coach networks come on the show. And if you're listening and you are a part of one of these groups, or if you know people, we would love to talk to you guys. We are looking to share all the great resources on tech coaching with you guys on our brand new website, askthetechcoach.com. We, of course, spent a lot of time over the last few weeks redesigning everything, getting it ready for ISTE, getting it ready for the summertime. And we are so happy to have you guys here. And the second reason we're happy to have you guys here is because we are getting ready for the Tech Coach Mastermind. That is right. We are going to be getting set up. We are starting our Mastermind program in September. And we're going to be running it for four months, six months, or even the entire 10 months. So if you're looking to get into it, we've got some great packages over on teachercast.net slash mastermind. And if you're looking to get your school to pay for it, now's a good time to start asking them those questions. We, of course, are able to work with school districts and want to work with you guys, whether you be a tech coach or whether you are a team of tech coaches. We have a fantastic program for you. And we are even looking at doing a free session sometime in August. I don't know when yet, but we are looking at doing a free session in August where we just get tech coaches together and let's talk about what it takes to be a tech coach. And really, it's going to be like Mastermind Episode Zero, and we're going to run with it. So a lot of great stuff is happening. Check out everything over at teachercast.net slash mastermind. It explains the entire program, and we are looking forward to that. I also want to give a shout out to everybody who was at ISTE with us. Um, it was just an amazing, amazing time. You can find out all the archives over at teachercast.net slash ISTE. Lots of great stuff. And I am so happy that you guys are here. My guests today have an amazing professional development network called Eduro Learning. I want to bring on Miss Kim Cafino. Kim, how are you today? Welcome to the show. I'm great. Thanks for having me. And talk to us a little bit about Eduro Learning. What are you guys doing and, and how do we find this? We're at EduroLearning.com. We've got a YouTube channel and a podcast too. And basically we want to help you coach better. So we've got online courses and long-term academic uh, mentorships for coaches who are interested in basically leveling up their coaching skills. So both of us have been coaches for quite a long time now, and we love helping other coaches who are new to the coaching experience. That's our passion. Now you said us. I'll let you introduce our second guest tonight. Clint Hamada is my longtime colleague and friend. We have worked together in many different locations. Currently, I am in Bangkok and he is living in Beijing, but we are virtually together almost every week. Clint? Every week. <laughs> Multiple times a week sometimes. Yes. <laughs> yeah, so just a quick background. Kim and I, I think we first met in person, I'm going to guess 2010. Sounds um, about right. In- in person, but I think we have been connected online probably since about 2008, so over 10 years. It's been a long time. It has. How did it start? How did you start Adoro Learning? Uh, well, Adoro is like a little bit separate from this story, but uh, Clint and I were actually both part of the Cotail program, which is a Certificate of Educational Technology and Information Literacy, which is another um, long time sorry, academic year-long program for teachers who want to use technology in their classroom. And that's an online 
learning model where you learn in a cohort and you spend an academic year learning about using technology in your classroom. And Clint and I were both part of that program. And that actually ended up developing into Eduro. But I don't know if you want to talk more about how we met or how we know each other or more about Eduro. Sure. Talk to us a little bit. Kim and I probably first really got together at uh, the Learning 2 conference, which is run through Asia. Um, Lauren in Asia, uh, started off in Shanghai, now moves from school to school every year in Asia. This year it's going to be in Nanjing in China, but um, we both worked on as presenters. We both worked on the organizing committee, um, both worked in kind of helping to, to push that forward. Um, and when we started Adoro Learning, um, a lot of everyone who initially started it was connected with that somehow. Um, so it was really kind of teacher-focused, really um, grassroots, really. Um, people looked around and said, wow, there, there is really a huge, huge need and a huge uh, demand for really effective professional learning for teachers. A, around technology, but I think over the years, what we've really morphed into, like Kim said, is through coaching and how we can help teachers, A, think about their own practice, but B, also coach others better. I, I love the hashtag Coach Better. It is, it is an amazing hashtag that you guys should definitely check out. I'm not going to lie. I've probably spammed it once or twice with a few things. But I got to ask, when we're looking at the work that you guys are doing across the Pacific in international schools, is tech coaching really that much different than it is, say, in the States? I think there's probably some key differences. I think one huge difference is in international schools, we don't have as many restrictions or kind of government expectations on what's happening in the school. You might want to consider it more like a private school in the United States. So we can kind of be a little bit more free with some of the choices that we make. I would say that's like a really big key difference. And then maybe another big key difference would be that um, oftentimes in international schools, we're I would say, generally speaking, very well funded. So we might have more staffing just in general than many public schools. I'd say those are probably two big things. What do you think, Clint? I would agree. Um, I think what we what we really benefit from is that ability to, to push the envelope. And again, not every school, not every teacher in that school is feeling that way. But I feel like certainly I've been lucky enough to surround myself with people either in my own school or in schools in the region, or at one point, Kim and I, and we're working in the same school because Kim's like, you got to come and work in this amazing school. Um, and we really find some teachers who are, are interested and willing and excited to push the envelope, excited to think about what is that next step that they can do to make their teaching practice better, that they can make student learning better. Um, and that really challenges us as coaches to be on top of our game and to really think about you know, where, where we want this to go. So it's almost really requires us to be visionary in the work that we're doing to help set the, the direction of the school. Um, sometimes, I think sometimes it can be more reactionary. Oh, the school has implemented this program, so we need to make sure how we can get all of our, our teachers on board with this program. But a lot of times it's where do we want the school to go? What are the steps that we want to take to make sure the school is in that position? And that's where the real coaching piece comes in how are we going to coach our teachers? How are we going to coach our administrators to really support this initiative so it can be successful? I, I am so glad that you, you you picked up on all of those great items as far as you know, not only coaching our teachers, coaching our administrators. And that's really what we're going to be talking about today is how do we... 
I never want to say deal with, right? That's the wrong way of looking at it. How do we coach? How do we work with? How do we motivate? How do we inspire adult learners to to change? That's really what our job description comes down to. We are here to inspire something in our in our teachers. I mean, if we look at our professional development, if we look at what we're doing here, there's that bell curve. I think they call it like the diffusion curve where everybody on the left is like your your your, your generals, right? Like these are the people that want to come and they're going to try that new thing. And they're, they're going to do it whether you're standing there or not. They're your go-getters. And then you have those first followers that are, okay, once the team lead does it, I'm going to do it too. And I think it's like 13 or 17% of the population kind of falls into one of those two categories. Then you have that huge camel hump that the question is always, how do I get them to move because you know behind that you have those laggards. You have those teachers that are just sitting there with their arms crossed in the back of the room saying, you can't make me, I'm retiring. How do we do that? So today we're going to try to unpack <laughs> the challenges of working with adult learners and we're going to solve the problem in all about what, Kim, 20 minutes or so. Done. We're going to, we're going to, you are so glad you're listening to this podcast. That's why we're combining Adora Learning and TeacherCast tonight. We are going to solve professional development. So I got to start with this question here. I I got asked this recently. What is the difference between teaching students and teaching adults? Is there a difference? Uh, Yes, 100%. Um, I think when you're teaching students, you know, I mean, we can go back to this whole idea of authority. And I can do this with my own kids as well, right? I'm a, I'm a father. When I'm talking with my students, when I'm talking with my kids, I have a level of authority. I have a level of respect. I think teachers naturally are going to leverage that, right? When you're working with adult learners, number one is what's in it for me. If I'm the adult learner in the room, like what's in it for me? Why am I going to sit and listen to this professional development? We've all been in that Wednesday meeting where we're all in the back of the room. It's the last thing on the agenda of the day. And you're like... I, I am not I am not a part of this. So how are you going to get those teachers invested? Um, you know, we were just talking about what the difference is sometimes between working in in maybe a U.S. public school and working in an international school and how you set that up. You know, you've got that teacher's like, you cannot make me do this. Um, I don't feel like we have a whole lot of those or really any of those where we work. And again, super lucky to be in that position. Um I think everyone's excited to learn mm-hmm. if you can put it in the right context, right? Oh, if you can put in, here's how it's going to benefit your students. Here is how it can potentially change your teaching practice. And I don't know anyone who's not a professional who goes, oh yeah, since you put it that way, tell me more. So when we're looking at this, I mean, there's really two ways of giving the professional development, okay? It's the, do you start with the why or do you start with the how? Right, because I've seen so many tech coaches and new professional development, they come up and they go, "This is how Google Classroom works," and for forty-five minutes, they're talking about how they never spark the interest from the teachers by starting with the why. And I think that that's one of those things that every tech coach needs to figure out how to flip themselves and go, "Let's hit the why." And if you can get the why, then at least you might interest a few more people to then push into the how. I'm sure we've all seen the Simon Sinek TED video right about start with the why the golden circle or whatever it is absolutely Um, you have to start with the why you have to say you know every every staff meeting in the school that i'm in really we we start with the biggest why and that's our mission statement this is why we're here 
this is what we're doing and how do we connect the work that we're doing to our mission statement? How do you do that in, in your site every day as a tech coach? How do you go back to the mission statement of your uh, school or of your district and say, hey, look, this is what we believe. We all work here. We have all tacitly signed on to this. This is the why, the big why. We want to improve student learning and we want to do all of these other things. Now we're going to talk about whether it's Google Classroom or whatever that happens to be. And how do you help the teachers generate the why themselves? Because I think part of change management is really helping teachers, anybody, helping your population look and, and realize there is a need to change. So what are the questions that you're asking your teachers to think about what it is, what, what are the conditions for change? And, and is that difficult, right? Because we're, as tech coaches, in a position where we're doing one of two things, right? We're either doing training because we have to. It's a school mandate. Or we're doing training for the art of helping improve our, our teachers. I mean, we never want to get up and go, today we're learning how to use PowerSchool because the district is making us all use... Like, you don't want to start with that kind of a why. But nope. you also can't pretend. I mean, again, let's just use PowerSchool as an example because it, it's an application that everybody's kind of using in a district. Sure. You, you can't say, guys, this is a wonderful, amazing, lovingly... Because everyone's going to see right through you and they're going to know that, no, look, we're here because district mandate says, let's keep doing this. So what is well, the difference between that? I have to teach and, hey, here's something that I'd like to inspire you with. So if you're going to go down the student information system route, it could be power school, it could be Veracross, it could be any student information system, right? So what are the issues that our teachers are having? Poor communication, right? Or the inability, inefficient communication, not having the uh, fingertip access to data. So when you start couching the problems in those terms, they're like, hey, look, here's what you want to do, right? What's our problem? We want to be more effective with our communication. What are ways in which we can do that? Oh, if only we could send emails to all the parents at the touch of a button. Hey, did you know that within PowerSchool or Veracross or whatever it is, we can do that, right? So you're helping them to generate what those issues are. And as tech coaches, because we see so many teachers in so many different context, we get to kind of congregate all of those problems and issues and complaints and questions and what ifs, right? And part of our job, to some extent, is to, to synthesize all of those and go, here's what I'm hearing, right? Going to your administration, going, here's what I'm hearing from the troops on the ground. We're, they're having some serious concerns about communication. What can we do to help them understand the processes that we have in place for communication? And when you start you at that meeting or you start that training, it's like, this is not about power school. This is about effective communication. There's our why, right? And how do you bring it back to that? So, Kim, we're talking today about the differences between working with staff and students. And, you know, a lot of times with tech coaches, we run that fine line where we're working in the classrooms with students modeling but we're really working with our teachers to show off what is possible and how to do things. How can a tech coach really take aim at that skill and learn how to both teach students and teachers? I mean, really, it's at the same time, but you're doing different things. I guess I think I would start with what are the teacher's goals? Like, why am I in that classroom with them? What did they identify as a target for their own professional growth? And then I would want them to identify what they saw during the lesson as being something relevant for them and their own professional learning. One of the nice strategies that I use a lot of the time is having teachers 
be actually observers of what the students are doing and having conversations with students as I'm teaching. So in international schools, we often use a model from fieldwork education called Looking for Learning. And there's a series of questions you can ask students to get a better understanding of where their learning is at during this actual unit. And hearing what students have to say about their learning is so eye-opening for teachers because we don't always take that time to ask them about their learning and get them to think and reflect on the learning and articulate their thinking about their learning. Um, so hearing that kind of feedback from students, either having me as the coach ask when the teacher is teaching or having the teacher ask when I am teaching as the coach, I think those are two good strategies to try and hit on the teacher's goals while you're in the classroom, maybe modeling a lesson or co-teaching a lesson. You know, it one, it's one of the hardest things that we have to do, right? Because we as coaches go in and all we can really do is make suggestions. We can make recommendations of, hey, let's try this. Let's do this. Let's, here's a, here's a way to do that. But, you know, the reality of our, of our business here is you can't really make them change. So how do you inspire that? How do, what, what advice do you guys give tech coaches who, you know, maybe you're new, maybe they've been tech coaching for four or five years, but they're still haven't quite gotten that grasp of, you know, how do I inspire somebody to really try something different if they really don't want to in the first place? I think I what say, you said, oh, I was going to, I think what ahead. you said, okay. you, you're right. We, you, you can't make them change, right? Um, I think in a true coaching model, the teachers need to initiate that change. Mm. Right. The teachers are going to need to be the ones who go, Hey, Clint, Hey, Jeff, you know, I was thinking about my test scores and this is, this is what I came up with. And, you know, I really want to be able to do X, Y, and Z. And that's when you're able to, to add that input or potentially make some suggestions to them about things to try. Right. When you start coming in and being like, Hey, I was looking at your test scores, Jeff, and this is what I saw. And I think you should try this. Like that's super intimidating. Right. And that's super like in my face and you bring that to me, I'm going to be like, no, I'm not doing that. Like, who are you to come into my classroom and to be looking through my grade book and to be telling me this stuff, right? How do you help teachers have those introspective questions or those introspective thoughts about their teaching practice, right? How are we encouraging that reflective practice of teachers to go, what is it that you want to improve? Like, let's, let's be real here. It's not about evaluation. It's not about not getting a contract next year. It's about how are you going to improve as a professional and this goes into culture building. How do you build that safe mm. culture for your teachers to feel like they can come to you and say, hey, Jeff, I'm really struggling with this. You know, what 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 can we potentially do? And even if you don't have the answer, you're like, hey, yeah, this is a great coaching opportunity now. Right. Um, and it, so it, building that culture of trust. It, it's funny. We, we, we always have these great podcast conversations and no matter who the guest is on. At least once in just about every show we've ever done, it comes down to culture. Like yep. you, you, you've got to build that teaching culture, and, and it's hard for you to do it. Again, going going back to the Simon Sinek TED talk, and I I always use the example of the guy dancing on the hill video, and mm -hmm. you you got to build a culture with all of these things, and that's something that you can help with, but that's not something that you can really lead, right? Because the principal is the leader, the super. You know, there's somebody out there that's that's got to at least say guys, we're going into this direction. You know, again, it's hard. It's, 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 it's not impossible, but it's hard. I think you can I, leave that change in a couple of different ways. And I, I was thinking of another strategy when Clint was talking, so now I have two strategies in my head. But one strategy is teachers don't know what they don't know. And you hear mm -hmm. that a lot when you're offering professional learning. They don't know what they don't know. So please tell me what is it I could or should be doing. And so I think an opportunity to inspire teachers 
by allowing them to see what their other colleagues are doing is a way to start promoting that culture of innovation, that culture of thinking, that culture of coaching. Because if there's something great you've done with another teacher in their department, not only are you giving that teacher an inspirational or an idea generation for what they might be able to do in their classroom, but you're also letting them know that this is how the coaching process works. I worked with this coach. This is how it went for me. I got something out of it. This was relevant and useful. You might want to try it too. So there's that piece. And then I think there's another piece of leading a culture of change by demonstrating that other teachers are doing this and how can you connect those teachers together in a way that is inspiring and interesting and engaging for other teachers to say, oh, this is something that's happening at the teacher level. Because I think a lot of times if it's just a principal saying, this is what you're doing, there can be automatic resistance to that, right? Like, I don't want to be told what to do, even if they are my boss. But if there's something that's happening from the teacher level and students are enjoying it, it's making learning more fun or more engaging or more interesting or more whatever. And it's also giving the teacher like some energy and enjoyment and enthusiasm into their job. Well, gee, that's something I might want to do too. So I think there's a lot of peer connections we can build as coaches that might not be perceived as traditional leadership, but it's definitely leadership. Uh, that's that's pretty powerful stuff there. I mean, when you're looking at the way that, that tech coaches are seen as leaders, principals are seen as leaders, um, you're right. You know, there is a lot of leadership that we can certainly do into all of these things. Um, I always kind of take a look at this and I say, okay, where and how do we not only focus our attention on those who are really to move and work on like the level two or three stuff, but also how do we make sure that we're comforting those other people who are you know, waiting for that wave to come so that way they can then follow it with everything. We want to know what you guys are thinking out there. There's, of course, several great ways that you can be a part of this show. And I think we're going to try a combined hashtag here. Let's try if you guys are using the hashtag Ask the Tech Coach Better. Would that work for you guys? <laughs> sure, why not? We'll, we'll see what we can do. But seriously, like, we want to know what you guys are doing. One of the things that we walked away from ISTE was that there's a lot of tech coaches out there that are having these same problems and having these questions about things. Um, a, a funny thing was when we did our, our three-hour workshop on Saturday, I asked two questions and I was shocked by the answer by not being shocked by the answer. I said, how many of you guys have a job description where you need to do all of these things and walk in and push into classrooms. And they all said, yes, I need to push into classrooms. I need to work. I need to da 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 And I said, okay, so here's the follow-up. How many of you guys had a situation where your principal stood up, introduced you and said, we're going to try to show off what the coaching model looks like. And they all said, what do you mean? And, you know, we're in this situation. You talk about changing culture. Like we're told push into classrooms, work with teachers, inspire them. But the teachers are hardly or I wouldn't say even never given an opportunity to see an example of what we're being asked to do. Mm-hmm. Kim, you're shaking your head. Is there? Am I explaining this correctly or is there a better yeah, way of no, saying I think this? I'm nodding my head. Um, <laughs> yeah, I think, uh, I think that's very common and happens in international schools too. And we oftentimes feel really frustrated. Well, why isn't the school leader telling the teachers what my job is? I can't do my job unless somebody tells teachers what my job is. I myself struggle with exactly that same thing. Um, and I mentioned uh, fieldwork education earlier. I, I got an answer from our consultant at the time I was working at the International School of Bangkok in Thailand and our fieldwork consultant's name is Pam Harper. And she told me something that will stick with me forever. I talk about it all the time. And what she told me was, you are what you do. 
your principal, your school leader can stand up in front of the staff and tell the staff as many times as they want what your job is, but the staff is going to perceive your daily actions as your job. So every day you need to be making choices that demonstrate what coaching is. Over time, staff will begin to understand what your job is through your daily actions. Just telling them what your job is, isn't going to really help anything. So I think we kind of come back to that challenge, which I think many of us face. We come back to that. Who are the influential people in your school that you can start to make connections with so you can do your job with that person? And then they can talk to the other teachers that they talk to and kind of spread that growth organically. Of course, it would be great if we had that one session where the principal stood up and said, this is the coach. This is what they're doing. You know, everyone needs to work with that person. That would be great. But we can do that from the grassroots level, too. It just takes longer, but it's more sustainable because there is a building conceptual understanding of what coaching is through the practice of coaching or learning about coaching from other teachers versus being told this is what coaching is. I, I, if I could stand up and give you a, a standing ovation here, I certainly would. But this is an audio podcast, and, <laughs> and 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 I think everybody would would be you know not wanting to hit their heads in the cars. I love the idea. You are what you do. If you're doing things that are outside of the coaching model, you're going to be seen as that. By the way, Clint, when we're finished, can you come over and change the ink on my printer? So I want to make sure that we're all doing these I, things. I, that see, what you did there. I see what you did there. <laughs> <laughs> but, but seriously, that's so hard. I mean, I've been talking to a lot of principals in the last couple of weeks for like tech coaching positions. And what do you expect your tech coach to do? And I've had one that says, well, what do you do if you're walking down the road and a teacher pulls out in the hallway and says, look, can you change the, the bulb in my projector while you're going to go model a lesson for somebody else? And that was a serious question. Like, do you do the bulb change or do you do the classroom change? And the answer he was looking for was, the I bulb. stop and change the bulb. Of course. Because the answer is, of course, well, what happens if that teacher was being observed? Who's going to change the bulb for her? And I'm going every teacher should be able to teach their subjects in the desert with no technology. Why is the tech coach going in to change the, okay, okay. That's a rant right there. But guys, seriously, we want to know what you guys are looking at. Um, you, you know, there's a lot of great things that are out there. And, and so we're going to keep this, this episode short. We're going to keep these, these, these ask the tech coach podcast a little short over the summertime. Cause there's so many things that we can unpack here, but I, I think Kim and Clint, it's safe to say that we've just solved professional development in the last 15 <laughs> minutes. Haven't we? Done. I think so. I think so. <laughs> Both on the West or hemisphere and on the Eastern hemisphere, apparently. There you go. Done. Absolutely. <laughs> You know, look, I think we can kind of get away from this and say it, there there are challenges with dealing with adult learners. Uh, again, Kim mentioned it earlier. We're, we're, we're training teachers. We're training, you know, administrators. We're training administrators not only on the technology skills that they need, but we're also training the, the administrators on how they should be promoting us or, or as they say in like the wrestling business, how they should be selling us to their staff members so that way we are successful. It is all about culture. I mean, I, I do agree. Um, leadership is everything on both ends of the spectrum. Is there an answer? Is there a quick fix? What do you guys think? Let's, let's do one last wrap-up question here. Like, is there a quick fix for this? Because there's so many teachers and tech coaches who have found me and said, I don't know what to do. I'm frustrated. I'm sure you guys have gotten the same. It's going to be a new school year coming up. If we're in that situation, what advice do you give to your tech coaches to say, the sun will come out tomorrow. Here's how you fix this. 
For me, I think it's about small steps working up to the same on the same staircase, essentially, which is a paraphrase of a quote I've stolen from Trisha Friedman, another uh, coach um, currently living in Canada, but formerly in Singapore. And I think the idea is to always remember that you are moving forward. And as a coach, it doesn't feel like that because you can always see how far you have to go. But if you take that one you know, moment in time to kind of look back at where you came from, it's those small steps going up that same staircase. So making those relationships, building relationships with people that you know are going to help support you over time is the most, I think, the most important part. So if you focus in a new school year with building those really solid relationships, both with your school leaders and with the teachers that you need to work with, that will enable you to take those steps and kind of keep you going down that path. Clinton, I'm not going to say you have to top that, but uh, he's got I'll something. He's got it. <laughs> I have confidence. Kim always goes back to Pam Harper. I always go back to Joel and Killian, mm. um, who also writes about coaching a lot. And one of the things that was really transformational for my thought was this concept of separating out coaching heavy and coaching light. Kim knows where I'm going with this. Mm-hmm. That idea of changing out the uh, the projector bulb. That's an easy win that's coaching light that helps you build those relationships, yeah. right? Um, that's putting money in your social capital bank, right? That's putting money in your coaching bank. So I go and I into your classroom and I help you with the printer or I help you with these small things that really isn't what I'm doing, what I should be doing, but I'm building those relationships because now that we have that relationship, I'm going to draw on all of that capital that I've, that I've saved. And now we're going to get into these heavy coaching conversations. You can't walk straight in with the heavy stuff. Oh, right? I got to stop. You I got, cannot I got, walk right in with that heavy stuff because then that goes into that uncomfortableness. So uh, uh, how do you create that concept, right? How do you manage that concept of heavy and light? How do you know when to say no and when to say yes? That comes with experience. But as a coach, you have to be willing to say no because you know there's something more important going on down the hall that you've booked in to do. Sorry, I can't help you with this right now, but give me an hour and I'll be back to I, help I, you with that. I, I, I got I to gotta take another five minutes for the podcast, guys, because I'm going to pin them against each other. On one hand, Kim says, do what, do, you know. Yeah, what, you what, are what you do. You yeah. are what you do. On the other hand, mm-hmm. Clint's now saying, if you help the bulb, the, you know, change the bulb, mm-hmm. you're building social stuff. How do you not yep. become the bulb changer in the school? That's you knowing what you want your role to be right? That's you making sure that that's not all that you're doing, because that goes back to that idea of when do you say no, or when do you draw on that capital to be like, all right, Jeff, we've had these conversations. Now I'm actually going to get into what my job is, right? That's the, to me, that's the art of the coaching is how do you walk that line? You can't always be at that high level, right? And I think there's something interesting Sorry, Clint, I'm interrupting. Yeah, go on. I'm going to keep going. Um, I think there's something interesting here, too, about being explicit about what the coach's job is and what the coach's job isn't. And I think Mm -hmm. there's like something where you can say, no, I'll be back in an hour or, you know, please contact tech support or whatever your answer might be in that kind of situation if you need to say no to something. But then there's also the opportunity to say, hey, you know what? I'm on my way to another class right now. I can change your bulb, but I want to make sure that you know that we have, you know, X person on staff who does technical support. The next time you have a bulb related issue, can you make sure you touch base with them because they track all those records or whatever, whatever you need to say to make that kind of really explicit. And then the next time you talk to that person and you have a true coaching conversation, you can again be really explicit and say, 
right now we're having a coaching conversation. This is what the majority of my job should be. I'm really glad I was able to change your you know, projector bulb the other day, but I really want to make sure that I have time for these kind of coaching conversations with the other teachers in this hall, in this building, at this grade level. So I'm trying to minimize the amount of time I spend doing those kinds of things so that I can have these deeper conversations. That's not a like end all be all answer, but it's something I, I personally forget a lot. Mm-hmm. Teachers don't always even know what the coach's job is. Yes, you are what you do, but sometimes you also have to like talk it out when you're doing like you would with the kid, you know, explaining mm-hmm. with the student, this is what we're doing. This is why we're doing it. You can do the exact same thing with teachers because they might have no experience with coaches before or and, have experience with coaches who just do the bulbs, right? And that circles back to our first question. Is there a difference between students and learners? Hey, we solved the problem. Yeah, We did it. <laughs> <laughs> and that is seriously why I love checking out all the great stuff that you guys are putting out in Adora Learning. Of course, you can find, well, I'll tell you guys tell everybody, where can we find more information about the great work that you guys are doing? You can find us at adorolearning.com or on Twitter at adorolearning or on Facebook slash adorolearning or using the hashtag coachbetter. And, and definitely, and I, and I mean this, I, you know, check out their newsletter. Every week, week you guys put yep. out some amazing stuff. And, and, and I got to tell you, it, it is inspiring, the work that we're doing here on the, on the Ask the Tech Coach Network. And I'm looking forward to having everybody back on. Uh, this is, let's just say, this is probably the first of many shows that we're going to be doing that are kind of cool. co-branded and co-everything. And, and I love all that stuff. I want to say thank you guys for coming on. Thank you, Kim. Thank you, Clint. And thank if you, you guys are interested in being on a show and talking about all this great stuff, we want to help you out, especially as the school year is getting going. We have some great topics here that are going to be coming up in August and September. And if you have any requests for topics, please reach out to us on Ask the Tech Coach, or you can go over to the brand new AskTheTechCoach.com. Again, if you haven't heard it, if you haven't seen it yet, guys, I spent the summer Wow, I just said spent the summer. Spent the first half of the summer completely, yeah, really, completely (laughs) redesigning askthetechcoach.com. So check out all the great stuff. We've got all of our podcasts and all all of our blog posts and a ton of freebies. If you're looking for free templates, we're all about the free templates. So lots of great stuff. We're putting up new things every single week over at askthetechcoach.com. And that wraps up episode number 56 of Ask the Tech Coach. I want to say thank you guys for being here. And thank you guys, Clint and Kim. And thank you for making TeacherCast your home for professional development. So on on behalf of everybody here, my name is Jeff Bradbury, reminding you guys to keep up the great work in your classrooms and continue sharing your passions with your students.